what Snoop Dogg's favorite weather? Yeah, I think so. Yes. <laughs> so Push nizzle. <laughs> so th- we'll talk about that. It's the last show, guys. We can't hold anything back. So if you have your hot sizzling take on the Thunder uh, last season, this season, this is the show to get it out. Okay, John, are you with me? Okay, you're gonna get it all out, right? Yep. Okay, Madison. Yes. Am I ready to get it on? Get, get, get. Yeah, I'm ready to get on with the show. Yeah, let's get it on. And Brady Trantham, who is desperately looking for headphones as we speak. This is uh, this is obviously unacceptable. Where are my headphones? <laughs> so he is going to get out his last little bits. We're going to get out our last little bits for today's show. Listen, if you have last little bits that you want to get out about the Thunder, do it now. Because guess what? Football season is upon us. And it is going to take over in full fashion and steam uh, later on next week, right? All the Saturday games, uh, there's going to be Cornhole Cup. I mean, OU is right there on the verge. Yeah. All kind of great stuff happening. So We are, what, less than two weeks from football in this state being played. And Madison, it's because the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's true. OSU is going to play OSU. OSU is playing OSU on a Friday night. They're killing it. They're killing off August by going going uh into whatever. I I don't Corvallis. know. They're just gonna play. Yeah. They're gonna go Corvallis. to Corvallis, right. okay, yeah, Oregon, yeah. where they will meet the Mighty Beavers. I don't know the if you Mighty know. Beavers. I don't know if you know about the Mighty Beavers, but I will let you know. In the spectrum of the Power Five football, they may possibly be one of the worst, if not the worst team. Well, that's comforting to know. Then yeah, you know, yeah, Kansas would beat them. So, <laughs> and uh, I do have some annual leaf left if OSU needs a third quarterback. <laughs> if, if you're if you're still up in the air, Mike, and you're you're a little undecided, I've got eligibility left. I'm talking I about take, the Mike Gundy. Yes. I could take that Friday off. Okay. I could fly up there with the team. No, no listen, no, listen. They are beautiful. They already have an old man in yeah. Drew Brown. So <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to get their young stud. Up to par. I mean, I even wore an orange-ish shirt today. Oh, look today. at you. Go Pokes! Uh, yeah. It's, it's salmon. It's, it's, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Brady. It yeah. is salmon. Salmon. Which, by the way, do you eat salmon hot or cold? I don't eat salmon at all. Um, Grilled. Oh, okay. Sushi. You can have, I guess, that's yeah, cold. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's sushi, but I mean, like, if I go to the store and I get a hunk of salmon, that sucker's going on the grill. Yeah, you're cooking yeah. it. Yeah, good call. You don't eat salmon at all? I, no, I just don't like it. I don't like fish. Like any kind of fish, I don't really like seafood. So if it comes out of water, I'm not going to eat it. And so Christy likes the cold salmon. Yeah. Like like yep. you know, we'll grill it up the night before. If there's leftovers, she will put it on a salad uh, the next day. Uh, I have no problem putting it in the microwave and offending the entire office. Ew. <laughs> that is that is the thunder news that we're talking about right now. That's I wish we had some smoked right salmon right now. Smoked and grilled salmon. Are you kidding me? And locks and bagels? That'd be so oh, good. So good. Oh, we we went from uh thunder dribbles of news to Oklahoma State kicking off football season to salmon to, to cold. Lots of, lots of yeah, let's talk about Tulsa special teams right now. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it real quick. Like I said, and finally, you're set up, Brady, so let's get it done. <laughs> the hot take from last season. Madison, I want your hottest take. Last season, uh, what you know? What what happened? What transpired? What could have transpired? That is your hottest take. Uh, okay, I'm just going to come out. And say it, and people can get mad at me if they want to, but I think my hottest take from this past season is the Thunder could have been a lot better, but Russell Westbrook was way too hot-headed, and he got a lot of people worked up in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. Oh! Yeah. 
That's my hot take this morning. I bet you wouldn't say that to his face. I would not because he would, <laughs> he would like, if looks could kill, he would he would kill me. Now, is it a hot take if it is 100% true? That's yeah, that's a good point. Actually. He's not with the team anymore, so none of us are going to get emails or texts. Yeah, I don't feel that bad for saying us, it. Yeah, telling us to back off a little bit, how he's misunderstood. But uh, you know what, though, Madison, that's a lot of people, and especially towards the end of the season, had that same sort of feel yes. about it. Yeah, that, that Russell Westbrook really wasn't playing for the team necessarily. Well, if you have that much of a temper and you're that much of a leader in a franchise, then that's going to affect all the other guys on the floor as well. And that's why I think they had a little bit of a disappointment and they just hit a bunch of walls during the season because this guy was way too worked up. He was way too antsy when he would get on the court. He would fight too much. He would just like spout off Lord knows what. And then it just, it, I don't know, all hell broke loose. Well, and, you know, Madison, it's the stuff we talked about so much during the season. The guy that, you know, uh, would, would intentionally foul to bark in an official, yes. uh, picking up technical fouls needlessly and recklessly to the point that he got himself suspended late in the season for a key game where OKC is jostling for playoff position. Yes. Yeah, it's all of those things. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, like this is not new. I mean, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook has always kind of run very, very hot, occasionally cold. Um, for better and occasionally for worse. Um, and I'm curious to see how that changes, if at all, in Houston. Taking him yeah. out of this element where he's walked in the door for 11 years and kind of had things <sighs> his way, like it was Burger King. Yeah. Now he's he's getting shipped off to Carl's Jr. You know, he's going <laughs> to walk in and he can't he can't get it with that special sauce anymore. Nope. What? <laughs> if we can talk about salmon, that we can talk sense, about fast though. food. It made sense. Brady, get us out of this. No, I, I think it's fair to say all this because I think we all probably talked about it in one way or another uh, the previous season after the Utah series. Uh, my thing with Russell Westbrook was, I mean, the regular season stuff, I mean, what John was saying when he uh, got suspended for that Miami Heat game where Dragic came off the bench and hit every single three that he ever took <laughs> in his career. Yeah. Um, the Thunder, of course, needed to win that game for playoff positioning. Russell wasn't there because of his hard-headedness. Um, I don't really care about what he does in the regular season because he's a regular season winner. Yes, the Thunder never won more than 50 games, but there are reasons for that, X, Y, and Z. My thing with him was always in the postseason, and it was they could have won 55 or 60 games in the regular season, had the number one seed, and I still would have been like, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's a seven or an eight seed. If they're playing somebody that pisses Russell Westbrook off, everything goes out the window. No team basketball. The ball's not going to move. It's going to be a spotlight on Russell because he wants to show everybody that he's better than somebody else randomly on that other team. And sometimes that can work beautifully. But as we saw in the postseason against Ricky Rubio, against Damian Lillard, it didn't work, and it was it happened in an embarrassing fashion. All right, let's uh, rotate. John, hot take. Yeah, I mean, my hot take is that OKC should have been in the Western Conference Finals last year. They should have been playing the Warriors. And if you look at, I mean, we we went into the postseason. Everyone here except for Jerry, because Jerry's got to be different. Thought <laughs> OKC had a really good shot against Portland, and and honestly, you know, uh, we, I don't think we really anticipated that Ennis Cantor was going to outplay Stephen Adams I, like I, that. I did. Okay. So, you know, you did. Um, you know, and then again, Paul George, I, that first game was just so rough. What, what did they yeah. hit like, you know, like one of 87 three-pointers or something? Yeah, the <laughs> second one was two. Remember, we Very thought accurate. like, they're not going to shoot this bad. They're not going to shoot that bad, right? It's, and it's, they shot worse. And they yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, that is the sort of thing where, yes, Paul George had two injured shoulders. He was still able to play. He was still a defensive presence on the floor. Russell Westbrook took on too much of the load and frankly was not efficient enough, um, you know, to make up for all that. Still, 
that is why this team fell apart is because this team should have been in the Western Conference Finals last year. They weren't. There goes the ripcord. Yep. Well, John, I mean, what you were just saying, that's like kind of the Russell Westbrook problem. Houston's going to have to experience this this year because, I mean, I think it's probably fair to say that a lot of players in the league don't like the way Houston plays. They don't like the way James Harden plays. But now they have an, probably a more polarizing figure in Russell Westbrook for the opponent to get up for, to get inspired, to go out there and ball out as hard as they can. Because, yeah, Paul George wasn't 100%, but as the series wore on, he became, you know, he became an impact player on the floor. And even that last game, I think he was, what, like 14 of 18 from the floor? He was incredible shooting the ball in that final game. But Russell just inspires so much in his opponent. He's brought out the best in... Remember when he violently rocked the baby like in a way yes. that you should never as a parent? Don't ever never, handle your kid that never way. Rock Don't a ever baby. rock a baby. That's yeah, a PSA and, rerun. And particularly that, ga- that game three that the Thunder won because I remember the whole controversy was when Paul George got the steal in the fast break with a few seconds left and he did the windmill dunk and everyone was like, oh, why are you doing that? Like That in and of itself is fine. Like Whoever had the ball for Portland um, in the previous possession, he was trying Anthony to score. Simons. Yeah, Simons. He's a superstar. He's Anthony trying to Simons. score. Nerlens Noel gets the ball. Like, all right, if you you weren't trying to score, no. If we're going to keep playing basketball, then fine, I'm going to go score. Um, that's fine, but like when you put it up with Russell like pointing at Damian Lillard after hitting a trash three. I mean, it was a trash three. It went in, but it was trash. Um, rocking the baby. It's like, dude, it's just a bad look. It, it's, so, it, it's such an individual type of game, and I'm really interested to see how um, it works with Houston because they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season. I don't care about that. I care about the postseason. Um, because Houston, while they're ISO heavy, they do rely on some team concepts. Russell is, might take that away because they might play Portland, and he might say, all right, I've got a better squad with me now. I'm going to prove to the world that I'm better than Damian Lillard. You know, I, I had this conversation with Fred Katz. Uh, we were talking about, because, I mean, some people were like, how could Russ go to OKC's rival? How could he choose to go to Houston? And Fred Katz pointed out, no, 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 Russ's r- rival is Ricky Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> it's Casper Ware. It's not a it's team. It's, Smith, a it's Reggie Jackson. It is individuals. that is, He has no idea that the Houston Rockets were a were a rival of the Oklahoma City Thunder. To him, it was just Patrick Beverly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he was there, so. absolutely. One zero seven seven. The franchise one zero seven nine in Tulsa. Spirited Thunder talk on the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. Brady Chantham, Madison Morris, John Ham, Jerry Ramsey. When we get back, we will talk about Brady's hot take. We'll talk about my hot take, and we will tell you about the vampire disaster last night that I lived through. And to tell the story, I'll tell you this morning. Been seven the franchise. How do I say goodbye to what we had? 2018-2019 season. The good time. You were so good to us. <laughs> for for most of the part. <laughs> for the most part. Kind of like my first marriage. <laughs> Three kids. Mine too, Jerry. And then it went, it went downhill quick, quickly. Kind of like the Oklahoma City season. So many analogies right now. Guys, you remember that time when we thought they were maybe the best team in the West? I'm That's telling funny. you. That was awesome. I wonder, I wonder if our good friend Carson Cunningham already has the Chris Paul tribute video like stowed away. <laughs> I still remember talking to Tony Jones after... Utah came in in December 
And Tony Jones, who writes for The Athletic, covers the Jazz, has covered them forever, uh, was like, this is the team. This is the team to that is going to take on Golden State. They've got all the pieces to do it. Every piece. And, <laughs> you know, again, the thought at the time, Andre Robertson will make his way back, oh, too. Oh, God, and that's he was. A, that's another wing defender they'll be able to throw at him. Oh, it was know, a different era, John. So much positivity. Curtains. <laughs> curtains for the Golden State Warriors, I tell you. <laughs> curtains. Well, they did eventually get yes, curtains. Yes, you're right. It only took, what? Uh, it only took Kevin Durant's Achilles becoming curtains. It, well, even yeah, then, Clay Thompson yeah. was just giving him the business. Yeah. So, there you go. That was, remember, that was fun. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. So, uh, Okay, before we get into Brady's hot take and my hot take, Brady and I are lucky to be here this morning. <laughs> We went through <laughs> last night a vampire disaster. Wait, Brady was there too? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you were there. Yeah, that's okay. why I asked Brady you, the, were you there too. Brady the Trantham yeah. was actually at last <laughs> night at Vampire Weekend. Okay. okay. Question. Yes. What, what is what is a Vampire Weekend? Madison, if you could hear and just. I'm, I, oh, I, I got you. If we could just produce on the spot, we could yep. just, just give him a taste. <laughs> I just like a, it. A little taste. Because I'm on Urban Dictionary trying to figure out Yikes. what is a what is a Vampire Weekend. No, a great point because if me and Brady are in the same yeah, place, right. and, and something is weird called Vampire Weekend. No, you're right. Mm-hmm. Things could get freaky. Yeah, I expected them to wear costumes. What's the. Uh, <laughs> no Do they have any. Are, are any of these songs going to scream out words that are. Uh, I don't th- I don't think so. Go, go A-Punk. A-Punk? Yes. Okay, I go. got you right here. Okay. You got it? I think so. Jerry oh, knows we got, it. Wait, there's. Well, you know, good. like those ads no, on I don't, YouTube? No, I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I do everything by records and eight tracks. Wait, this is Vampire Weekend? Oh, right? Yes, like, I work out to this. Wait, I've heard this. This is the intro to Step Brothers. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I had no idea this was Vampire Weekend. Vampire Weekend. Okay. So so they they dress up as vampires. No, they do not dress up as vampires. I I was just, John, I was just as shocked as you were. So, so they're not like Guar. No, they're not Guar. You, you know what? Yes, except for taking away all the costumes. And uh, the pageantry. Yes, <laughs> and the monster that eats you and poops you out. Yeah. Take Ew. that all away. I'm sorry, that's a Guar show. It's art, Madison. Okay. Yes, okay. okay. Anyway. Continue. Okay, so so it is a musical group of people. They, okay. they do sing uh, somewhat of a rock and rollish style. Okay. Uh, I, I was shocked. I found out this morning because I asked Alexa... <laughs> and she told me that uh, Vampire Weekend are from New York City. Yes, I expected them to be from like California or San Diego. Oh, like uh, San Diego. No, but they sound like the Beach Boys. No, but it's uh, it's like Ivy League, New York City. You oh, get what so I'm saying? Not the these guys, part. yeah, these guys, yes, which is all of New York City. So all of it. Yes, all the trash <laughs> part. No, they're from like they're like Ivy League guys. Oh, so they're Mets fans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes. So anyway, last night, Brady and I are there enjoying the uh, subtle sounds of Vampire Weekend. Uh, four albums deep and fantastic. One of my favorite bands of all time. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> In the middle of uh, M79, which is one of their... their actually, if, if you'll pull up M79. Oh, absolutely. Okay. This is Vampire let's Weekend. Let's recreate this. Let's recreate and this I'm song. doing my... Well, wait till I tell her <laughs> yeah. to really make this stuff happen so we're listening to m79 it's not really a hit of theirs john it's sort of an album cut from the first album that came out in 07 here we go does it sound like the intro Uh, of parks and recreation yes it does kind of (laughs) right a little bit okay right you're a little right all of a sudden out of nowhere no like the speaker just for over a minute and a half. That's like, not good. I thought it was like the end times. 
<laughs> was was taboo there? <laughs> oh, 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 John, no, don't break. John. I'm going to get so, so much anxiety. That, that is a deep cut, by oh, the way. No. When, uh, I've never been so I think so you were sitting by me life. that night. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, my. What the hell are you talking you about? You remember whenever, when, when they brought taboo. in Taboo from the Oh, from the my God, that's right. That was so <laughs> awkward. From the Black oh Eyed Peas. And there was a lot of this, feedback. This is a halftime show that was early on, right? Yeah. Yes, it was the, the first time they wore the 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 uh, City Edition, the Native American inspired. That's right. The, the, yeah. Oh, what, oh. The turquoise. Oh. I forgot oh. all about that until you I, said that. I, I like actually oh my cried God. I, Yeah, I, I was like fighting back tears. I was so like, I was, can't watch this. <laughs> this, was a hu- this was a huge deal, right? Because Taboo has Native American yes. uh, background to him, and it was going to be a celebration. This was a sentimental like, yes, performance. A celebration of a member of the Black Eyed Peas. And <laughs> wasn't there, like, I don't know, DJ Snakehead or someone else was there? With DJ someone. Snakehead. <laughs> and then in the middle of that performance... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Okay, because oh, okay. I think because so in the press area there was like five or six dudes. I think in Travi, sneaker reporter. I think yes. he was up there. I think there were a couple others that like, oh, I, I got to catch this. I have to. So they all put on the video to start doing it, and I just remember seeing everybody like once again melt around me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I remember after like it po- was like a big pop, poop. Like something had exploded, oh, no. remember? Yeah. And then I just remember looking, I looked over and I went. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward slow clap. That was It was a daring performance. Oh. That was fantastic. Yep. It's the best show I've ever <laughs> no, seen. No, it was, it was so weird because, you know, we're all the way up in Cloud City in press row and there's no sound coming out of the, um, the PA system. But you could hear him like all the way down the floor talking into the microphone with nothing coming out of the yep. system. You could just literally hear his the, the sound coming out of his mouth. A true professional. Am, oh. am I making it up that he was singing I Got a Feeling? <laughs> I, I swear. No, I think he was. The Thunder did win that game. I think that's when they trounced oh, Trey Young. That was uh, Trey Young's first game in Oklahoma City. Oh, oh so many things. Memories. So, okay, so Vampire, so, vampire Weekend. Vampire like, anyway, That's why I guess I was so calm. I guess because I've been, been there before. Yes. I didn't know I was going to cry this early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but people are melting around me. Like, they're just like, oh, I'm expecting the Joker, Two-Face. Just, yes. what'd you say, the Green Goblin? Oh, the, yeah, or two, yeah, Two-Face killing uh, Robin's parents. Right oh, <laughs> it's like, I expect, and then, well, one, none of it happened. Uh, about, <laughs> None of that. It's not real. It's comic book stuff. About 30 minutes, maybe 30, 45 minutes of uh, d- d- delay. Yeah. Right? Intermission, if you will. And uh, they, they got it working. I got worried at first. They took a, they tried to really be subtle and took a couple of guitars. Well, didn't the, uh, the sound stage. go off again? I think the sound went off again like a few times. Yes. Like right towards the end of their and they, set. And they, play, they played through it. God love them. They're professionals. So. so That's what you got to do. When, when they took that 30 or 45 minute break, did they did they go lie in coffins? Is that what? <laughs> no. They took a little nap You're coffin. doing the whole vampire thing just a bit too literal. Well, so. Jerry, since you are a Vampire Weekend fan, why are they called Vampire Weekend? Do you know this? Because I don't. I, I don't. Okay. I don't. I mean, I, I just probably, you know, Ezra got high and thought it was cool. 
That's how most band names. Oh yeah, my my girlfriend was so shocked to find out that he's dating Rashida Jones. Yeah, that is true. What? 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 uh, John is like awake. Dating? (laughs) He uh, birthed a child Uh, with Rashida Jones. So they're like on the Paul George big fan of Rashida Jones Uh, over here. Yes, they are in the Paul George. That Uh, was a hot take right there. I I like Quincy Jones too. Yes. (laughs) So yeah, he's 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 cuckoo right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Yes, uh, but right now, uh, what's called every now and then they'll break into the Parks and Rec uh, theme. Wow! In the middle of their set, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I know. I, this, I, I might have to listen to them. On. Hey, newsflash! This band is awesome. They have the t- they have the TV's Jerry seal of approval. You know uh, they're good. That's good. All right, let's get back to and listen, guys. Somehow we fit that into Thunder Talk. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Tab, what, can we name the four members of? Uh, I can't. Black it's Beast? Apple, uh, Taboo, <laughs> Will I Am, Fergie. I was a diehard fan growing up. Diehard. Do you have the two albums before Fergie joined? Um, what? that that no. diehard. <laughs> The, the one with uh, with Justin Timberlake came on. Where's the love? That was the yeah. first. Yeah. That was Elephant, right? Yes, that was. Oh, with, I have that one. That yep. was with Fergie. That was, that was my favorite. One. They did two actual hip hops before that. It was really cool. Mm. And then they got that chick from Wild. <laughs> chick. They got that chick yeah, from Wild voice, Orchard. She used to be a voice actress on uh, yep. Peanuts Gang. Yep. And she was addicted to meth. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah. It happens. It might have been crack. I'm not sure. That old yeah. chestnut. <laughs> but that, that, that's that's here. That's neither here nor there. Give me your your hot take, Brady, about the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. Um. Okay. I, I might have said it a few times, but I'll just uh, get everyone mad again. Uh, I think Stephen Adams plateaued. Oh. Oh. You. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, it pains me to say that, but and. A lot of things have changed, obviously. The team, the complete team makeup is different. So he might have to go out there and start doing things that are a little outside of his comfort zone, and then he can then find out, oh, I'm actually good at this, i.e. shooting the three-point shot, stretching the floor. But it just gets to a point, like with how the team was constructed with Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Stephen Adams, all playing not the most minutes that they could play, but they played pretty heavy minutes, and they rarely sat out. They rarely, they always played the second night of back-to-backs. Um, there was never any thought or, I guess, effort to try and prolong these guys' uh, their health into a regular season because the last two seasons after the All-Star break, Steven Adams was a, he was a shell of his former self. He would play up to about... You, you, could, you can make the argument that he was an all-star player, even at center, even in the Western Conference. You can make that argument and not be seen as foolish. And then the All-Star break comes, and then it just it fell off and I thought two years ago okay like maybe he's just dealing with some injury um, maybe something's wrong maybe he's just coasting into the playoffs and in the postseason he had a good first game and then Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert ate his lunch yep. <laughs> and he couldn't really do much about it and then the following se- um, this past year I found myself saying the same things or asking the same questions and it just made me think maybe he's just this is what it is this is as this is his ceiling and he's reached it which is still frankly a pretty damn good player in the NBA it just for how the Thunder were constructed with Paul George and Russell Westbrook him as the third guy the third option it wasn't going to work I don't think that if Paul and Russell had stayed and I mean obviously it's not that big of a revelation if they had stayed I don't think anything further than the second round I it was probably foolish to predict 
So, and I'll, I'll guess counterpoint to that. I am curious to see what could happen this season if Steven Adams gets more than one field goal attempt in the second half. Oh yeah, of games. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. Some of these, some of these situations were outside of his control. That yes. was it. Was on Russell. It was on Billy Donovan for not identifying that. Hey, we need to feed Steven a little bit more in the post. Or maybe he did identify it, and Russ said, "Oh, that's cute." Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> Which there's been pl- there were plenty of games where they'd go to him. He has eight points and like seven rebounds in the first mm-hmm. like twelve minutes, and the next thing you know, it's oh, it, Stephen hasn't had a touch since. Yeah. Stephen had a touch since, and then it just worked. But it's just kind of a sa- it's a sad thing though because you you could sit there and like armchair um quarterback or armchair point guard and say like feed the big guy in the post like that's not how basketball's played anymore. Yeah, and Stephen just. He just cannot stretch the floor, and in today's in today's game, that is that puts you behind the eight. That puts you behind, and, and yeah. I, I am curious to see if he is used a little bit differently, maybe up on the high post, on the elbow a little bit. Uh, you know, where Russell is not going to you know command the basketball so much, where they might be able to facilitate some stuff through Steven up there. Um, I, I I do wonder how it's going to look with a different cast. Now, I I do agree with you. The past two seasons, he's fizzled out by the season's end. Whether that is a health issue, whether that's a rest issue, whether that is a this is as good as it's going to get issue. I think they do need to bring the playing time down a bit. But I am kind of curious to see, like, what is it going to look like with this new crew? Steven Adams might look a little different. Chris Paul is going to bring out maybe the best in him. He should. Because, like, Steven Adams is a perfect role-type center for Chris Paul the way he likes to play basketball. And if Chris is able to kind of run the show for, you know, a few weeks or a few months for however long he's here, Steven's going to have a lot of great performances, and it's going to make me look a little silly (laughs) saying this. (laughs) Brady Trantham and his hot take about... um, Steven Adams. That's actually a pretty good one, though, because we had plenty of people towards the end of the season. He's going to have to step out and start, you know, showing his range, 15 feet, maybe even three-pointers. In the offseason, especially, you see Brick Lopez and you see um, other guys out there just shooting threes that, you know, Boogie Cousins was actually, that's part of his repertoire now. Before Kawhi slid into Paul's DMs, I mean, Steven was the guy we were all trying to talk talk ourselves into getting ready for a potential shocking trade. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. When we get back, my hot take, we'll talk about the uh, brand new Thunder that Madison on the... Uh, was it All 82 Podcast? OKC82 Podcast. OKC, I did it. I finally screwed it up. I had it right for like two months. <laughs> OKC82. So uh, you talked about this guy for about 12 minutes. I did. So, I talked about uh, Justin Patton for like 12 minutes. So we'll, you'll, take the, you'll take the lead on that <laughs> conversation. Okay. And plus, one of us has uh, gotten into Instagram modeling. We'll talk about that when we get back. <laughs> Watch that feedback. So awkward. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, no. <laughs> Although the first two rows got a hell of a show. Yeah. <laughs> Courtside like, people did. Like, well, why is everybody booing? What's wrong? This is why awesome. Is everyone bleeding? <laughs> why is everyone's ears bleeding? That I'm I'm shocked it did not pop more eardrums in the building. Are there tonight. three or four black eyed peas? There are four. four. So is he the black eyed or peas? Which one was <laughs> He's he? Probably the eyed. Eyed. Okay. I got him with the pea, but whatever. Um. <laughs> Who names their kid Taboo? Well, That's- you kn- you knew something was wrong <laughs> when Taboo. 
Like we didn't we know in the name? Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. suggest not googling him. What's the um, What's the board game? How do you play the board game? <laughs> what, well, I have no idea. Yeah, the board. There's a board game taboo. Do you not know how to play? It? I don't. Is it know. taboo to play it? Like, oh, you do, okay. You don't use a word. Like I would say to you, uh, to, to this quarterback, um, OU quarterback. Brett uh, Bomar. Landry. OU uh, likes beer. Bite, bites beer. Baker Mayfield. Baker, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Rhett Bomar. <laughs> <laughs> I was correct. I thought you were talking about Hunter Wall there for a minute. Oh. <laughs> we, we will accept Rhett Bomar and Hunter, Hunter Wall. Wall, he's a legend. He caught that. He catch uh, the fake field goal against Kansas State in 2001. Was it Kansas State or Missouri? It was Kansas State. Okay. It was that first game after 9-11. Okay. The big wow. American flag. Wow, I don't remember that. Still trapped or, or am I thinking of Tommy Grady? Who fell out of the he, who fell out of the pickup truck? Brent Rawls. Brent Rawls. <laughs> okay. I knew it was someone from like Louisiana. Yeah, with that countrified name yeah. of his. Country. <laughs> All right. So let's get into my hot take for the Oklahoma City Thunder this season. Your three MVP candidates were Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden, and Nikola Jokic. Paul George was not an MVP candidate. Who let Colby Powell in the studio? <laughs> you know what, Jerry? Was Jer- you know what? I kind of see. I see what you're saying because why did we really anoint Russell Westbrook the MVP of the year he won it? It wasn't just because of the triple double. It wasn't just because of the narrative that Kevin Durant left him, and so Russell had this cool kind of loyal street cred about him the entire year. It was because he started kicking ass it at the same time where Paul George fell off. And yeah, Paul George fell off not because he fell off, you know, as a player. He fell off because he got hurt, and sure. that's unfortunate. But um, but Jokic start putting up really Jokic, good numbers. Jokic and Tinakumpo, they never had drop offs. Harden had a drop off at the very beginning, but you can forgive that as the season wears on because games become more and more important. Yep. Um, the later in the season you get, especially in the Western Conference, where everybody's separated by a game or two, and you know we even saw it. Um, that game where the Rockets choked in Oklahoma City at the very end, and if the Rockets had won that, they would have been the two or the three seed. Uh, James Harden missed those free throw, or missed the free throw to probably help the, help the Rockets win. And I remember thinking, man, I I don't think he's going to win MVP now because like I wanted Antetokounmpo to win, but there was an argument between him and Harden. And I, after that night, I was like, ah, Harden just lost it. Now here is here's the argument for, and here's why I think Paul George got up in that conversation. OKC was at a point where they were competing for the two seed, right? Mm. They were they were up there. People forget about this. They were like really good at one point. Yep. There was a twenty. I'm, I'm going to say twenty one game stretch from January fourth through. I just I just kind of picked February twenty second because that was right before the shoulder injury became a thing. Paul George averaged almost thirty three points a game. He did. On uh, 46% shooting, 44% from three, uh, eight boards, four assists, and he was talked about as a defensive player of the year candidate. Yep. That's why, I mean, it was that stretch yep. that no. really got him in that conversation. John, I know you forget this a lot. I was there too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were paying attention. No, I was. Jerry, I usually it's past don't. your bedtime. All right. I usually don't pay attention, but I did see all that. <laughs> I also saw the significant drop off. From that two-seeded Oklahoma City Thunder that had all the potentials to a six-seed lucky to get it. Well, what happens is voters have a hard time admitting that maybe they got a little overhyped about someone. I don't think they were overhyped, but I don't think that they gave the, the downfall enough credit. 
I don't think that it's like, and like I said, Jokic consistently putting up those numbers. Denver climbing there, and he's the main reason they're doing it. They didn't give Nikola Jokic the credit he deserved, and also taking in the fact that Paul George, you know, was declining. And the sex appeal of Paul George, and I can't believe I'm saying that. The se- which, by the way, is his wife. The sex appeal oh, no. of Paul George. I'm sorry, his girlfriend. Yes. Uh, is actually what led to him even being in the conversation at the end of the year. No one wanted to throw Doughboy Euroman into this conversation <laughs> when you could show on your little highlight clip Paul George winning a game. Paul George with that floater against uh, Utah. Like, those are exciting things to put in. What, are you going to put a bounce pass to Gary Harris? Well, I think, I think, I think you're right, Jer, Jer, about that because... I think there can be an argument made uh, that Paul George's heights last season were at least probably level, if not better, than James Harden's. Because Antetokounmpo was just great the entire year. I can't really recall a, like great moments for him. You yeah. know, like Paul George had that that game winner against Utah, and Madsen and I we were standing in the mm-hmm. tunnel um, for those because we went down there in the uh, towards the end of the fourth quarter, and then we had to watch two overtime games in the tunnel. <laughs> Um, overtime quarters, excuse me. And as soon as he hit that shot, I looked. I looked over at Madison and was like, "He might actually win the MVP." That was the first moment that I actually mm-hmm. gave it like some credence. I was like, "He might actually do this." Um, I think people will probably say that Harden's like whatever he scored forty points or thirty points so many times in a row. But remember, he doesn't care about stats. Even though when he had twenty nine, twenty eight points at the end of the fourth quarter, he was trying his hardest to get that last bucket. Okay, I'm going to stop you there because nobody saw that, including the Houston crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're still on the way, Jerry. The the traffic is terrible. I um I I have maybe a a forward looking hot take oh, in, no. in, in in light of this. Woo-hoo. Our first 2019 2020 hot take. John Hamm. The Clippers didn't trade for a top five player, Paul George. What if last season was a bit of an outlier? Not only a bit of an outlier, what if it was a pretty big outlier? What if it's just a liar? <laughs> <laughs> what if What if he's just not the same player again? Because he just had s- surgery on yeah. both shoulders. There's I was concerned about the Thunder moving forward no, this year with Paul George. Granted. But also, too, I mean, I have to give – we talk about how Russell Westbrook wasn't changing and all that, and there's there's a lot of truth in that. He was also – he was deferring to Paul George a lot. Mm-hmm. Paul George was having a fantastic season playing next to Russell Westbrook, and I do think that matters. And I don't know that Pat Beverly is going to give him those same kind of opportunities with the Clippers. I will – okay, so here we go with Russell Westbrook as a bad teammate. And I think, Madison, this is originally what you were talking about. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad teammate, but just a guy who just was – Just an awful human being. Someone, oh, someone that people <laughs> – Madison say, Morris. Yeah, I think – okay. <laughs> I just think he was someone that, like, people kind of, like – he rubbed off on a lot of people in the wrong way. And, and that but, sounds bad, but – No, I mean, it, I mean. there's some – You know yeah, I mean? it, it wasn't – People around the team, not as, maybe not in the locker room so much, but I think around the team, there yeah. was just sort of a. But if Russell, a if Russell Westbrook bought into you, he bought into you, right. and, and right. you benefited. It, ha- Jeremy Grant, yeah, Stephen mm-hmm. Adams to a certain point, yeah, Paul George last year, Carmelo, when Carmelo was here, he went out of his way to try to make him comfortable. If mm-hmm. Russell buys into you. You're going to have a fantastic season. That's why I say people would say that Russ and James can't work together. No, I think that Russ is invested in James Harden, so he's going to have a fantastic season. Uh, Austin Rivers, eh, not yeah. so much probably. Who's and that? 
<laughs> I mean, Brady and Bannister, you might remember this too. There were times like Pat Patterson would get a couple of three-point attempts yeah. and miss, and Russ would deliberately look him off the rest of the game and the rest of the month, frankly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Jerry is, is on to something there. That Alex Russ, Abrinas. Yeah. I like, mean, he, he kept going to him. He did. He did. Eventually driving him out of the league because Abrinas couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hold. I, honestly, think about it. A couple of those missed shots, and the next thing you know, his... Um, you know what? What he thought was just until out the we're told what actually right. happened to him. I guess you can make jokes, Jerry. I'm not making jokes. I'm just <laughs> telling you. Here's what happened. He missed some shots, and next thing you know, he's out of the league. Let, let, let me let me say, I I think Russell had very little to do with that. But him missing the shots did. But Russell was invested in Abrinas. No, he was because he kept going to him. Yes, that's what my point Absolutely. is. Absolutely, and that's why he kind of probably on the team for a couple of years because Russ really believed in him. So I'm, it's actually opposite of what you guys are kind of saying, but I, I get how lighthearted it. I said he's out of the league. But yeah, no, his confidence was destroyed. Next thing you know, he's out of the league. That's what I saw, and without being told, that's what I'm saying. There you go. Uh, but next year, you think that they are not going to get a top five player in Paul George. Right. I mean, I think they're still going to get a guy that's obviously going to be a tremendous defender. And, and you know, when I think about that Clippers defense, potentially with Kawhi and Paul George and Pat Beverly, and you know that could be f- pretty stout. And then they've still got room to make some other moves on top of that. I've even thrown out the idea they could trade for Chris Paul. Why not? Oh, wow. I mean, why not trade for Chris <laughs> He's Paul? Back. He's got a huge contract. Steve Ballmer doesn't care. He'll reach in his pockets, pull out some loose change, and go pay that luxury tax to get him if he needs to. How awkward would that be? I mean, hey, it's 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 a new crew there at this point. So anyway, I just I, I just think maybe Paul George was on a bit of a heater last season. Sure. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Paul George is awful. I'm just but look, the Clippers <clears throat> traded all of that stuff to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Toronto didn't get anything out of this deal, ironically. Mm-hmm. OKC got all of it. Yep. But, you know, they cashed in all those chips for the prospect of getting two of the top five players in the league. I'm just saying, I think maybe Paul George was on a little bit of a heater last season. 107.7, the franchise 179 in Tulsa. The Thunder did make a tiny little move. I think the word you used was smidge. Here's a smidge (laughs) of Thunder news. But Madison, by all means, who do they sign? And tell us about this wonderful young man. Okay, so the Thunder signed a center in Justin Patton. And here's why I'm excited about it. If no one uh, on the show listened to my podcast. but I I did. It was awesome, Madison. Brady Brady always listens to my podcast. He's a rock star. John and Jerry, I, I saw it. You. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so anyway, um, I talked a little bit about it on uh, the podcast I did the other night talking about Justin Patton, and my biggest excitement with this guy coming in is that he's a big boy, and I'm excited for that because he's only a couple pounds like lighter than Stephen Adams, and right now, exactly what Brady was talking about with his hot take, I think Stephen Adams is... Not declining, but he's either stagnant or he's slowly declining right now. And so a big thing and something that I find very crucial for this team that they do this coming season is bring someone in that's going to be a little bit of like a relief for Steven Adams. And so right now I was looking at a little bit of Steven Adams numbers and they've been going down since he signed in 2013 or since he got drafted. And so I just, if it's going to continue to go down, then they're going to have to bring someone in that's going to be just as reliable to put out there when they bench him. And so I'm not saying that Steven Adams is like kind of a dud now and he's useless because he's absolutely not. But right now the Thunder have been really focusing on like shooting guards and guards and wing players. And I think they are 
not relying on Steven Adams too much, but they're getting a little too comfortable with that center position. And so when they brought a guy like Justin Patton in, who could make a big difference, even though he's only played about four NBA games, I think that he is someone who could benefit and learn a lot from both Steven and Nerlens. And then who knows when it comes down to game time, he could be something spectacular out there in the center position. It, it's a high reward, low, low risk type signing. And the kind of the way I see it, um, Nerlens Noel and John, I don't know if this is, I, I saw this, but because he signed another minimum, they can't trade him this year, right? Well, so, okay. What the situation is, if a player signs a one year contract and he will have early bird or full bird rights, he essentially has a no trade clause. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it, it's not like written into the contract like he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. It's just if you are on a one year deal and you're going to have those type of bird rights, um, the player can can veto it because he loses those rights if he is traded to another team. So yeah. In other words, Nerlens has some control over his destiny here. Okay. Yeah. Um, the way I see it. Obviously, I don't think Nerlens Noel is going to be here past this season. I don't even think if the Paul George stuff happened before, I don't think Nerlens Noel would be here. He doesn't really fit the trajectory of this team. Yeah. Um, but what it does with Justin Patton is it gives, obviously gives the Thunder some, a little bit of depth at that position. And Steven Adams, like we just talked about, he's a guy that has shown the ability to play through injury. But maybe the Thunder have a different mentality this year. Maybe they want to rest him some more games. And in that case, they'll need an Erlens Noel to start. They'll need probably a backup in Justin Patton. But also, guy I saw um, play a lot in Summer League, Kevin Herbie, he's a guy that I really wouldn't be surprised if he threw on a Thunder jersey this year. And before Paul George got traded and this whole thing got thrown into a loop, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him on that team just randomly throughout the year. Um, he's a guy who's incredibly talented. He can stretch the floor. He does all the things that you want a prototypical center to do. Um, can he do it at an NBA level? That's you know, that's a different story. But um, it just gives the Thunder some depth um, at a position that they desperately needed some depth at. And like I said, it's a, it's a high reward, low risk. If he hits, because he was kind of outside of a lottery pick, a lot of people thought um, highly about him athletically, but he's had two broken feet. Um, he's going to need some time to get back up. He'll probably play with the blue a few times. If he hits, great for the Thunder. If he doesn't, it's it's really no skin off their back, except they're back with the luxury tax again. And that, yeah. that's kind of what I was going to touch on. Right. <clears throat> Just barely, though, right? Uh, mission accomplished. At the beginning of the season, <laughs> at the beginning of the offseason, their deal was they wanted to get under the luxury tax. And mm-hmm. we were all wondering, how are they going to do this? What are they going to do? What are the moves they're going to make? Blah, blah, blah. They're there. They're there. How many roster spots left? Uh, they have one. one. They have. Right. Yeah. They're at fourteen, so they, they can go into the season with fourteen. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to fill it per se. Right? They usually don't. They okay. could add Hervey as a two-way contract yeah. potentially. Yeah. yeah, and so they did it though, because honestly, what minor moves do they have to make to get under where they're at now? And I think we all expect moves to happen in December, right? And we all expect moves to happen at the deadline. But, right, all four of us are. Yeah, on, I mean, on, I, okay, the the team that comes to training camp is very unlikely to be the same one that ends the season. It, it's just right. interesting because the two guys that we are all thinking about that could be traded, they have injury his, issues. So it might be in the Thunder's best interest to try and get them out of here as quickly yeah. as possible to not risk them getting hurt and then their trade value sinks. So, what number are we talking? Is it eight hundred thousand? 
Um, something nine, like that. Nine seventy one. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. nine seventy one is the number they're at right now. So okay, and and so a, a quick point on Patton. I think like a lot of guys at the end of the roster, you're going to see a lot of churning. You're going to see them bring in a lot. You're, they're going to try a lot of different things to see if they find someone they like. Right? They're they're kind of at that point now where they are looking for that diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. And if if it turns out to be Patton, great. If not, they release them, they move on, and find the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Here's how NBA math works, okay? People are, you know, they see that the Thunder are in the luxury tax, and oh my gosh, how are they going to get out? Here's the the funkiness of NBA math. Let's say you have a guy on your team that's making $10 million. So I'm going to use round numbers here, so even Jerry, you can understand it. Got it. Thank God. Okay. (laughs) Let's say you got a guy that's making $10 million, right? And you get through half the season. Let's say, theoretically, you have paid this guy $5 million up to this point, and you trade him to another team for a draft pick. No salary back in return. You trade this $10 million player for zero. You wipe the guy off your books. It's as though that $5 million you paid, it, does, it doesn't show up on the sheet at the end of the season when, when they figured the luxury tax bill. Your total team salary goes from $120 million to $110. Okay. Even though you've paid that dude $5 million throughout the point of that you season. You didn't end up with him. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now the other team, they have to account for that full 10 even though they're only paying him five. This is weird NBA math. I don't know why they do it this way. So in other words, there's not like pro-rated cap hits throughout the season. Okay. And the reason I say all this is, let's just say Andre Robertson, just for example. I, there's really no team with cap space, but you know, play with me for a moment. Let's say that they did get to the point in the season where what what dog just talk i'm just i'm just it's like the pull out situation last week oh no just say we're playing with you go pull 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 out the monopoly board and let's put the pieces out there and and let's let's have a piece so what i'm what i'm saying is they can lower that team salary at the trade deadline it could be as simple as trading chris paul and his 38 million dollars for 31 million in return and boom they're well under they could trade abdul nader and his 1.4 million dollars to a team with uh, with a trade exception and boom they're under so it's very manageable so it's mission accomplished i honestly whenever i see this and i see the number where it's at it's mission accomplished whether it's over or under and they do have a roster spot and I'll, you know, I'll tell you that they what, they might get crazy and even sign somebody like to two million dollar contract. Well, okay. and here's the thing too: think about you know this. They planned to have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and company this season. Yeah, I think they were going to try to tidy up the tax bill a little bit, but they planned on paying a lot of money. Okay, so now they're not. Now they are, as we we talk about, they're teeter tottering on the tax line. If the right deal comes along, if they can get, boy, some draft picks they really like, but they got to take on some salary to make it work, I wouldn't be shocked if they wind up in the tax for, Mm -hmm. again, for the right pieces. Um, In other words, I don't think they're going to drastically make it a, you know, some imperative to get under. If they wind up under, great. If they wind up over, then they got stuff they wanted as a result. They're still trying to reposition, John. They're not in the replenish right. mode yet. Repl- okay, repositioning is that where we're at now? Yeah, repositioning. Yeah, the replenishing is going to come. Maybe no at telling. the earliest next season. Any recouping? Yes. Right now we're refurbishing. Okay. You can go onto the <laughs> Apple Store, the refurbished site. Everything is just a little bit Re- less. Refinish. Maybe re- hit refresh. Okay. On your Thunder <laughs> webpage. What else is of the franchise? One zero seven nine in Tulsa. It is the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. That's John Ham. John, where can they reach you and play with you? <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, so uncomfortable on, on Twitter. What? I, I don't 
Do I need to go back to Urban Dictionary and see what you all are talking about? <laughs> at John M. Ham on Twitter. Brady, I don't even want to start. Go ahead. At Brady Does Sports. Yeah, you are you doing it and doing it well. <laughs> uh, Madison? Uh, at Madison Morris. Nothing nothing special about Okay, that. and then real quick, <clears throat> where can they follow you on, on the gram? Oh, at Madison Morris. Oh, man. <laughs> at Madison Morris on Instagram. After the break, no. <laughs> yes. After the break, we will talk about who's left uh, with the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's some new faces, all that good stuff, and we'll talk about how to get a hold of Madison Morris on the Instagram. Oh my gosh. All right, all of you cornhole lovers, coming up on August 24th, Miller Lite and Louis on the Lake present the 6th Annual Franchise Cornhole Cup, Saturday, August 24th, starting at 10 a.m. at Louis on the Lake. There will be cash prizes for 1st through 16th place, so everyone has a chance. Uh, The cost is only $50 per two-person team. A limited number of spaces are available, so for complete details and to register your cornhole team, go to thefranchiseok.com. I love cornhole. Damn hole. Do you, uh, do you improvise the first part of that? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a cornhole lover? Madison? Um, no, I'm actually quite tragic at it. I Okay, so I tried to play cornhole a couple of times. Not for money, just, you know, for leisure. And um, Long story short, I went to jail for uh, three years for manslaughter. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like my tossing abilities are extremely mediocre. And uh, it no, I like missed the board a couple of times. Why are you pointing at me? I just, no, we don't need to talk about it. I'm a big fan of English comedy. Okay. <laughs> what? What did I say? You didn't say a damn Nothing. thing. You didn't say a damn say? thing, Madison. Okay. Uh, but the, I like the the beginning there. What was it? I said, "All right, all you cornhole lovers." <laughs> That's yar. Does that mean something bad? <laughs> the one and only Madison Morris. <laughs> that would be me. Hello. Great job. Uh, OU and OSU football right around the corner. Uh, we got you completely covered, uh, Brady Madison. Uh, Brady, Brady Madison. Brady, Madison. <laughs> Brady and Madison opposite sides. I'll name my future son Brady Madison. <laughs> opposite sides of the spectrum here, Brady. You're doing a uh, podcast with John Hoover and Rufus Alexander. Yes, sir. Inside OU. And then, uh, Madison Morris, you have a crew of minions as you cover OSU. <laughs> I do. I do have a crew of minions. So, that's if they're cool. listening, and they're probably not because they're probably like hungover if, on Saturday morning, but no, if, they're if they're listening, hello. If they're listening, they should be getting you coffee right now. They should be getting me coffee. I'm almost out of my Starbucks over here, so we have problems. <laughs> and then, of course, I do the uh, franchise players. 12 to 3, we added uh, Curtis Lofton. Uh, big, oh, that's awesome. Big 12 defensive player of the year. We added him this week. So nice. uh, it is going to be a monster of a show. Can you ask him a question for me? Absolutely. What? Um, because he had a great NFL career, so he made the absolute right decision. But. Man, I wish he would have stayed on that 2008 team so bad. You know, that first year, I, and I, I'm not trying to put, you know, get, dig into his pockets, but that first year he made $12 million. You're right. He should have played another year for free. <laughs> hush, <laughs> hush. He should have played Please. another year for free. I, I told to you, he made the right but, decision. No, but but you're right. I'll ask him. I'll say, we got a kid here who was uh, it was a kid whenever he was watching, and he thought you were really cool. I wish, was 17. <laughs> wished you would have played for free another he was, year. Him and Ryan Reynolds, it was awesome. It was yeah. the last time you had a competent linebacking core. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was that long ago. I have you know that uh, Buzzy Bolton caught an interception. It actually for the just Green happened about 20 minutes ago on yeah, the TV right here. Yeah, we're watching the uh, Ravens-Packers game right okay. now. Who'd have so, thunk it? So there you go. T- tell me about uh, Buzzy. He's got some good coaching yeah. finally, probably. I'm assuming. Buzzy. What's the matter with that? It's Curtis Bolton. But it's Buzzy Bolton. Oh, Buzzy. Wait a minute. Is uh, Who was that defensive 
defensive coach with OU for a few, from a few few years ago who just left the NFL. What was his name? Buddy Ryan? No. Uh, <laughs> Rex Ryan? Rex Ryan? Uh, what what was are his, the Ryan boys? I think he was a D-line coach, and then he went to the Packers. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Um, like I know he, who you're – I can't think of he his was, name. Like he was from Michigan – like the state of Michigan – or no, he was from the University of Michigan. If you wanted that answer, listen, 12 to 3 to the franchise <laughs> players where all three of my dudes would have one probably had played for him <laughs> or, played with, or played with him, John. Yes. Uh, but this is the Franchise Thunder Insider Show. And uh, really quick, I want to get into something I saw on Bleacher Report, I believe. Bleacher okay. Report, particularly the 12 – minute like a little mini movie about the Oklahoma City Thunder's legacy and without telling you the context of it we'll go around the room what was the end thought about Oklahoma City's legacy up till now Madison just a quick what you think uh, it was gosh I don't want to go first um (laughs) the my ending thought to Oklahoma City's legacy that so like what like what I think about their legacy right now what what was their what was their entire 12 minute movie about Oh, um, probably about just utter disappointment. Brady? Uh, tragedy and failure. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably where, where people went. I will absolutely tell you, this is the fairest uh, video I've ever seen showing what actually happened to Oklahoma City. What? They, no way. They went really? into details about Serge Ibaka's injury in yeah, the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah. Western Conference. Went into details about Russ's injuries, yeah. about Kevin's multiple injuries that mm-hmm. year where they the barely... The cap spike that they, they couldn't see yes, with James Harden and then actually, it ultimately screwed them with mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Oh, I, I'm, I'm trying to uh, I'll paraphrase as best I can, but the guy says they didn't sign James Harden and unfortunately for them, they couldn't tell the future knowing that there would be a cap spike that would help relieve them in a couple of years and had to make that decision. That was the fairest assessment of the Harden trade nationally I'd ever seen. So Yeah, and and what I keep saying is that back then, I mean, there were other teams that were also operating in a a certain manner. You know, again, Memphis had Rudy Gay, who was highly paid. Uh, They dumped him off to bring in Tayshaun Prince. Um you know, and and Memphis. Who, who I'm not saying that was the difference between them going to the finals or winning a title or not, but I'm just saying there were other examples of teams pulling back on the spending a little bit based on the projections they were given. When your characters are MVP, MVP, and MVP, the stakes are a little higher, and, sure. and the explosion looks a lot bigger. Absolutely, but like I, I said, that. this Bleacher Report 12 minute thing that I saw, the fairest uh, depiction of what happened. That I've ever seen. I thought it was fantastic. Have you seen uh, those collapse videos by SB Nation? Like they'll do it about the New York Knicks. The, oh, done cool. I think that's what it was. Well, okay, yeah. Okay, this was SB Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Here's, yeah. here's my okay. here's my thing because I I actually talked about this with on the podcast with Chisholm on Monday. Right. I believe. There you go. Plug that. Um, <laughs> it's way too early to do one of those. It is way too early to do one of those because look, the first era of Thunder basketball, and that's. That's so corny to say. It's over-romanticized at this point. The first era of Thunder basketball with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. It's over. But to say that the Thunder absolutely collapsed from this, I think it's too early to say because let's just say that Presti hits on one of these draft picks over the next two or three years. They're going to be in playoff contention again. They're not going to be in the basement like the Knicks have ever since they went to the finals in, what, 1999? Like, there have been years. Like, they, they did it on the Knicks. They did it on the Bulls after Jordan left. There have been years 
um, yeah. that have passed that we could see that those original decisions that those front offices made to like, okay, we're at this pinnacle now. We want to try and repivot and go this way. And then other things happen outside of their control and ultimately led to where they are now. Like we've seen it all play out. There's still connections to the first era of Thunder basketball with all these draft picks that the Thunder have moving forward. So I think the time to do a collapse video is probably 10 years from now if none of these draft picks work and Presti's gone and the Thunder are just in the basement for the next eight years. Yeah, but it's it's also it, it's such a, a big spectacle because I, I keep thinking about Orlando. Right. I mean, like, it was good for clicks. Like, I right. know why they did it. It's clicks. Right, and, and I mean, people are going to gravitate because that was Penny and, and Shaq, and they were two of the up-and-rising players in the league, and they thought, oh my gosh, they're going to dominate for years on end. And then Shaq leaves, and eventually Orlando dissolves, and they become a fascinating story that people want to do. It, it doesn't matter that they signed Grant Hill and Tracy McGrady a few years later and bounced back and got in playoff contention. Um, you know, People are going to focus on that moment in time, and that's why people are going to hyper-focus again. It's the three MVPs in three consecutive years, and there's a lot of, um, let's I don't know, old wives' tales, a lot of misinformation out there about what led to some of the decisions that they made. You know, when you talk about they couldn't predict a cap spike coming up, even if they had signed James Harden, I think they're trading him. I mean, I think they're trading him regardless. I think there were issues far beyond luxury tax numbers, and it had a lot more to do with, you see the dude that's playing in Houston right now? I think that's that's what they were expecting he was going to want in Oklahoma City and could not get. So a lot of deeper details, a lot of misinformation that has sort of led to this interest in, uh, in, in that big story. Okay, so you want the positive to all this? Okay. The positive to all this and this replenishing or whatever, refreshing. Repositioning. Yes, uh, that we're Repositioning. doing this Yeah, all the words. The folklore of what Oklahoma City has been in the last decade is going to last a long time. Uh, can you tell me about the folklore of uh, the Charlotte Hornets? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Yeah, can you tell me? They about had cool th- jerseys in the nineties. <laughs> yes, even even, <laughs> even you. I mean, even your precious Miami Heat. Tell me about the folklore of the Miami Heat in the last five to ten years. In the last five to ten years, yeah. um, I, did you watch Dwayne hit that buzzer beater against Golden State last year? <laughs> <laughs> did you watch Drogic come into Oklahoma City and wait, just wait, wait, like, wait, lay wait. waste? Dion Waiters, not Dwayne Wade. No, Dwayne hit one last year. Dion hit one the year I, before, two years ago. Okay. As soon as Dion did it, it can never be topped. Awesome. There you go. He did I it right. In, he did it right in Clay Thompson's face. Are you talking <laughs> about the one that Dwayne Wade, whenever he got up there and, and they couldn't hold, it, like his little uh, desk couldn't hold him and he fell down? No, that was Brooklyn. Okay, that was Brooklyn. <laughs> but uh, listen, I, that's what I'm saying. Though yeah. this story is, if not as big, maybe even bigger. Than the Orlando. Everybody talks about the Orlando Magic collapse with Shaq and Penny and whatever. I think it is. I think the Oklahoma City story is way bigger, way more complex, way more interesting than that story. And it has everything. Shakespearean. uh, It is. The rise and fall, right? Mm -hmm. Just happens to be Oklahoma City is the one that got the fall. Uh, the, The actual city. And I know what you're saying. I mean, there's still pieces and there's still smoke around what happened. But the three MVPs aren't here. Serge got a title this year. Um, Scotty Brooks is still scampering around the league somewhere. And there's one designer glass or designer glass wearing dude that's left. And guess what? He's there in true uh, Shakespearean uh, storytelling. He's there to build it again. That's beautiful. I will say that probably the the best case <laughs> the best case scenario for all this is um, even when the Thunder came here. I mean, this was this was a very very young basketball fan base, and it 
kind of still is to an extent, but this fan base has been through pretty much every single thing that you can go through as a fan base, except for winning a title. So I think what we could probably say moving forward that if the Thunder are able to, I don't know, have a kind of a Orlando Magic type renaissance where they sign Trace McGrady and Grant Hill and they were playoff contenders, and then maybe they can get a little bit higher. Having all this background is going to be good for the, I guess, the basketball culture of the region because there's that built-in history now, whereas everything back then was so fresh and new and there was so much optimism. But now, like, I think fans can at least understand that, yeah, it's fun, but it could end just like that. Ain't ain't nobody, ain't nobody (laughs) pulling out, making some documentaries on that five-year stretch of Atlanta Hawks basketball when they were (laughs) won 60 games and went to the conference finals with four all-stars that were not all that great. True. Yeah, probably not. Who are the four four all-stars? Anybody? Uh, Jeff Teague. Kyle Korver. Al Horford. Al Horford. Kyle. um, (laughs) Was it Paul Millsap? I think it might have been Paul Millsap. I think it's Paul Millsap. Yeah, I think you're right. It wasn't Dennis Schroeder. It was not Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> He's still left here in the Thunder. We'll talk about that when we get back. Oh, plus, yeah. Plus Instagram Modeling 101. I rocked and rolled all night. And I'll do it party today. I will. Sure you will. Yes, I will. You going to have makeup on? My son <laughs> did not use... His Vampire Weekend tickets last night? Yeah. You know why? Why is that? Listen to this Listen to this uh, three-day binger that he almost went on. He went to go see Hamilton the other night on uh, Thursday. He was going to see Vampire Weekend. And then tonight, and I don't know where it's at, Nickelback. He's going to Nickelback? He skipped on Vampire Weekend because he wanted to rest up to go to Nickelback because he partied so hard at Hamilton. <laughs> Awesome. I mean, I know who Nickelback is. Of course you do. They're they might be the greatest Canadian band ever. No. Let me think. Yikes. No, Voivod is. (laughs) What'd you just do? What about Brian Adams? (laughs) That's not a band, it's a dude. That's a human. Yeah, that's why I didn't say Anne Murray. So (laughs) (laughs) But Brian Adams had a band behind. Yes, he did, but it wasn't the Brian Adams band, it was Brian Adams. I said band. I mean if you said lover boy. I'm in. All right. Can we get Neville Gallimore on the line? Can, can we ask him? Shake <laughs> Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. If you're listening. <laughs> Welcome to Who, the show. Wouldn't he say the best Canadian rapper is Snow? <laughs> is there another Informers Canadian rapper? Banger. Yeah. Are the oh. Thunder going to play the Canadian National Anthem? Because you know how they... Oh, my gosh. You know how right. they cater to their players. Yes. And they do a fantastic job of making their players feel welcome. I wonder if they're going to want to play the Canadian National Anthem because Shea is probably going to be their player of the team for the next few years. And Lou Dort. And Lou Dort. Two-way player. They'll have two of them. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Three games going to last for 30 minutes. <laughs> Your maple syrup's delicious. Right? Oh, no. 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 Yeah, no. that's close i watched some hockey this year you're you're like leslie nielsen in the naked gun (laughs) enrique palazzo (laughs) all right so right we talked about all the turnover all the replenishing all the rebooting all the whatever now let's reposition to (laughs) some instagram talk (laughs) we'll reposition the instagram talk before we get out of here i promise uh but who's still here (laughs) <laughs> like a bunch of dudes left, right? It's just kind of like when you know when the party breaks up and you look at one thirty and it's like, oh, you're still here. Question: yes. Are you talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder or Team USA? <laughs> I, I'm a little unclear. 
who you're talking Oklahoma about. Oklahoma City Thunder is going to be easy to break down. <laughs> we'll talk about Team USA probably in the next segment because they got some Just call them the Boston Celtics. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Right. So as far as returning dudes, who's the most important returning dude? Returning guy. Returning guy. Returning dude. Yep. I mean, I guess you would go Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams? Chris Paul. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> I guess technically he's returning. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Um, I would agree with Stephen Adams just Steven because Adams. he's officially... What is he? The person who's been there the longest now? Uh, what? He and Andre I, Robertson? Oh, are, Andre. Are yeah, the, yeah, Andre. Yeah, same class. I think for the Thunder moving forward, it has to be Terrence Ferguson. Well, and that's an interesting guy to talk about, Brady. Like, how... What what else can he really add to his game? Because right now he's going to have plenty of opportunity to show. He's going to, but when he he's got a lot of improvement to do outside of just being a three and in, in D wing. Yeah, um, but like it seems like the last two or three times that his name has been thrown around in potential trade talks, you always hear that the Thunder of like, no, we do not want to get rid of Terrence right. Ferguson. Right now that probably was with the old team makeup, so that makes a lot of sense because three and D wing. Uh, makes a lot of sense with a team with Russell Westbrook and Paul George, but um, I don't know. He's a young asset, and mm-hmm. the Thunder are going to try when they have to trade Chris Paul or Danilo Gallinari. They're going to try and get more guys like Terrence Ferguson. So maybe they, maybe they're going to overinflate his value just because that's what they're left with. But I mean, I agree with you. He has a lot to prove because um, I was a little upset he didn't go to summer league. Um, when he initially said, when Sam Presti said, yeah, when, when guys are starters, we just don't send them there. Like, I know he's working in the offseason. I know he's a, a hard worker in his own right. But I really wanted to sh- I, I wanted him to be in a situation where he had to put the ball on the floor again, like he did last year in Summer League, where he was uncomfortable. Because if he's going to be a player for this team moving forward, whatever this new era of Thunder basketball is, he has to do more than just stand in the corner and, and shoot threes. Okay, but okay, now you say that, but... Last time he was assigned to do something different in summer league, he failed miserably. It was yeah, he was going fine. he was going to fail miserably. What? I wanted to see him do it again. Okay, but this the, there is no summer league to do this in. This dude's a starter, and you're going to task him now. What you gave him? What a couple of months and this season to figure out something new. It didn't work the first time, and I'm just saying I'm skeptical <laughs> on what he can actually do. And I think that's that's where I'm adding a bit of skepticism as well. I think Brady you're, you're right. You know, as a as a former first round pick, they obviously, you know, value him to a high degree and they're going to talk up uh, all the potential that he still has and very valid. He may very well add other dimensions to his game, but what we've seen is not just that he's looked uncomfortable putting the ball on the floor. He's not able to, you know, go throw down at the rim. He's not able to shoot well at the rim. He hasn't really like added a floater or anything like that. Um, you know, if he does get into the paint, he hasn't really shown that he can drive and kick very well. It's those aspects. He may be able to add that very, very well. And summer league would have been a great, like uh, fail free opportunity to do that. Yep. But yeah, I, maybe maybe this coming season is a fail-free opportunity to do that, too. Yeah, and, you know, Hamadou Diallo made strides in, in this past summer league when I was there. Now, of course, the jump shot is still going to be an adventure. You know, sometimes it would look really, really good. Sometimes it would be, ah, it's just not there yet. Now You could, you could hang a trailer off that hit, is what I'm saying. <laughs> if Hami makes strides in this regular season... Maybe the Thunder, maybe the Thunder's value in Terrence Ferguson kind of goes away because he's going to be coming off of his rookie deal. Hamadou Diallo is going to be cheaper yeah. on the longer term, um, even though it's only just an extra year. Um, Hami and Terrence are essentially the same type of player in that they have the same um, weaknesses. 
maybe maybe more so with Hami, it's shooting less than Terrence Ferguson, but they're two guys that they need to be able to move the ball. They, be, they need to be able to showcase their athleticism, not just on the fast break, but in the half court. If they can do that, they'll be good players that the Thunder are going to be, um, they're, they're going to want to hold on to. But whoever one of those two hits first, the other guy is probably going to be on his way out uh, fairly soon afterwards. Okay, so the guy that I'm more like most interested in and how his season is going to go is Dennis Schroeder. It is so random to forget that he's on this team. What are they going to do with him? Listen, he is a starting point guard. He might be a low-end starting point guard, right? And and Which I honestly, I don't believe that. I'm just kind of going to give in to what some people say. I think he's a mid-tier guy. I really do. But he's a starting point guard. And honestly, there's no room on this team for him with Chris Paul. And I, I, I have to look at the way that the Thunder construct it right now. They have Chris Paul. Chris Paul's probably going to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Shea Gilders is going to probably go Gilders, the two. Was, yeah. Should absolutely should get the backup point guard um, well, some, some touch. I understand he's a combo right now, right. much like Victor Oladipo. So, so Chris Paul came in and called his number, literally called his number. So, yeah, I think he's going to start. Um, Shea, I, I do think – it would maybe be ideal to put him in some in some uh, position to play some point guard, but again, I think that's something they can do. You know, once some of the dust settles with some of these other moves, I don't think they have to do that starting day one. You know, Dennis Schroeder and Nerlens Noel are probably thinking, "Let's just be the let's just be the best that we can on the second <laughs> unit," just because like this is what we have. I'm I'm super interested to see what um, Dennis has to say at, at uh, media day because he's a guy who's very open with yeah. what he says oh, yeah. and what he what he's thinking at the time so this is obviously not the situation he wanted to be in uh on a rebuilding or excuse me sorry sam a repositioning team so i'm i'm very curious to see what he'll have to say at media day 1077 the franchise 1079 in tulsa real quick we got the answer of the best canadian band ever oh uh, i don't know about the best one but maybe oh no <laughs> no you gonna argue with this brush Brush. Brush. Rush can do more damage with three dudes than anybody on this planet. Nerds. Name a better trio. Motorhead. What? <laughs> First of all, Lenny's dead, bro. Lives on, man. The shortest of shorts, by the way. <laughs> guy looks like John Lennon. <laughs> but do you hear all that? Three dudes, man. Three dudes. Now there was one part during Vampire Weekend last night where they were doing like the they were just playing the same scale, like Ezra, the oh. guy at the Afro, and then the uh, keyboard guy. They were like doing that. Yeah. I was like, this sounds like Rush. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. I yawned. You, you know who else is a Canadian band? Huh. Arcade Fire. They've won stuff. They have, but there's like 17 of them. Canadian Bacon <laughs> is awesome. Is there a band called Canadian Bacon? No, sure, but bacon. there was a John Candy movie called Canadian yes. Bacon. Oh, rest in peace, John Candy. There you He's go. cool. He is cool. Uh, all right, 1077 The Franchise, 179 in Tulsa. Look, we are the best coverage of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right, there's no doubting that. John, Brady, Madison, you guys do a great job. I am with you. Uh, <laughs> but um, we need a further reach, and I think we found it this last week. Madison, happy birthday. Your birthday was last week. Yes, thank we you. We got the uh, choir, the uh, the Franchise Weekend Men's Choir. To sing it was beautiful. You. I got emotional. Happy birthday. And I guess, what, you went out and had a, a fine time? I had a and, fine time. And then posted a picture on Instagram. I did. 
I think the kids would call it a thirst trap. No, <laughs> it, no, it was not a thirst trap. Oh, it was no. my. Uh, <laughs> I am 24 years old now. Congratulations! Thank you. I was 24, somewhere in the 80s. Yes, and <laughs> the well, 1880s. but you guys didn't have you guys didn't have Instagram back then, so you didn't get. <laughs> no, we did not. Trap. No, we did not. Now, see, like us, we have the privilege of posting <clears throat> our thirst traps on Instagram. <laughs> so you're admitting. No, no, I'm a not thirst trap. No, no, no. It, it was, was not a thirst trap. It wasn't a selfie. Who was on the other side of that camera? Uh, my friend Jordan. Okay. Was it an idea after a couple of beverages? Maybe. <laughs> how <laughs> how many Ys are in Jordan's name? One. <laughs> See? I knew there had to be at least one. Okay, yeah. Actually, she does have one. There's she. An, there's an L in there, though. It's silent. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, where can they follow you on Instagram? Uh, it's just my name. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just my just name, Madison Morris. That, that easy to find. See, uh, but yeah, but I think what where Jerry's trying to go with all this is that because I'm always harking on uh-huh. uh, Instagram models. Yes, this is not my attempt to be an Instagram model, okay. Jerry. Okay, this was just mm. me uh, feeling a little bit more liberated and posting um, thirst trap. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to be working with uh, nude bikini swimwear? I am not going to be working with nude. I don't think the swimsuits look, no, they're not made for me. Explain who nude bikini uh, So that is. would be uh, Paul George's girlfriend, baby mama, and uh, Patrick Patterson's fiance. And isn't that just so lovely how the stars have aligned for those two? And they are both in Los Angeles together. With their men on the same team. Again. Yeah, a couple of good agents can always make that happen. Listen, I, I'm calling it now. That is the only reason they're on the Clippers together. I asked this real quick. Do they make uh, stuff for men? Uh, they do not. I mean, men can company. wear it, <laughs> it but is a sexist I don't company. think they should. It's so hard being a man. It, I agree. I agree. You can't find a good Speedo anywhere. <laughs> no. Here's, here's the funny thing. That picture that you guys are all joking around with Madison, she has over a thousand likes on it. And I just brought it up. I was like, a thousand likes, huh? So basically Instagram model status. Yeah. I, I was I like, basi- a thousand. Basic is the word I just I, I just kind of looked at her. Yeah. I was like, a thousand likes, huh? And I was like, usually I get about 40. And then she just kind of looked at me, that's good. That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. She might as well okay. just pat me on the head. Well, let me go ahead and put a disclaimer out there. This is what separates me from Instagram models, <laughs> is that I am not sliding into the DMs of professional athletes. Oh, the They're sliding into mine. They're sliding. No, I'm just kidding. And you're not, going, not, to, you're not going to Chernobyl anytime soon. No, I'm not. All the ladies okay. independent, right? Yeah. <laughs> hands up with me. Next time you take a thirst trap uh, picture like that again, I'm going to need you to have a sign that says the franchise or even the franchise. Number so like in- trademark the picture. Insider. Yep. Yes. Okay. If you could, please. Also, okay. uh, patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team. <laughs> yeah, just put that right in the bottom. Yep. If we can, yes, if we can get that going, that'd be great. We Hold. might have a few bucks in the advertising budget to and, slide uh, over and make that so, happen. So yeah, do I get paid for this or not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not from us. Maybe, maybe, maybe Patreon will get four bucks a shot there. And can I just be in the background? Sure, okay. sure, Brady. Thank you. Don't worry. Every single picture that she does like that, I will be recreating. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. 1079 Intel. So we tell you about the, some of the new guys. We'll talk about Team USA breaking news. PJ Tucker is out. <laughs> Wait, there's even more breaking there's news? There's even more. Damn it. We'll talk about Team USA when we get back. <laughs> Oklahoma's new sound for sports. 1077, the franchise. Girl, you're Really leading into that IG model stuff, aren't you there? (laughs) 
No, I saw Roadhouse the other night. First of all, how Roadhouse didn't win any Academy Awards just bottles my mind. <laughs> As Chaz Michael Michaels would say. Chaz Michael Michaels. This is a bop right here. Yes, it is. Anyway, the guy's blind and he plays his guitar upside down. Jeff Healy. Wait, he's blind? He is blind. It means he can't see. Well, he was. Oh, uh, yes, Rest I know what peace. that means. Oh, it's done, right? Yeah. Oh, crap. He is done. March 2nd, 2008. He is playing his guitar upside down. By Toronto, Canada, by the way. Canadian. How about that? Wait, is that is it a lap guitar? It's beautiful. I mean, well, for him it is, I guess. Well, if it's a lap guitar, that's how you're supposed to play it. Oh, I got excited Holy over nothing. Crap. Did you just guitar nerd us right there? No, you know, like that little... <laughs> no, I don't, obviously. Okay, on country music, you know how you can sometimes hear that... That's a slide, right? A slide yeah, it's a slide, but no, it's no, also no, a lap no. guitar. Okay, no, no. This is a regular, uh, whatever you want to call these these kind of guitars, Stratocasters or whatever. Like he, oh, okay. And he just sticks it between his legs and then just starts strumming away at it. Yeah. Well, are you going to hate on Jimi Hendrix, too, for playing his guitar upside down, Jerry? Well, I mean, both of them are dead, so I mean, obviously, didn't get <laughs> Oh, Jeff anywhere. Healy's dead? Yeah, 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 oh. 2008. Well, rip. Sad. I'm not going to make fun of him, obviously, because I'm Curtis Lofton's rookie year in the NFL. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, but yeah, Canadian, Jeff Healy, Roadhouse, great Great movie. Everybody, uh, raise your hand if you've seen Roadhouse. Raise your hand. Yes. It's a great, it's a great My movie. Hand be it is so funny. John, you've never seen Roadhouse? Um, Holy crap. Really? This see, is- there was a stretch in time, Jerry, <laughs> where if it did not have the words Star or Trek in it. <laughs> so if it had been Star Trek colon Roadhouse. <laughs> John was reading the CBA for like the first 30 years of his life. (laughs) If Patrick Swayze would have been in the CBA. (laughs) Or a Klingon. No, yeah. Yeah. He would have been the best Klingon. Absolutely. He was so good in his time. And then Madison, you've never seen Roadhouse? I've never seen Roadhouse. Madison, you've got to watch this. Wait, what? Is it old? It's it's an I, old bad movie. Am I referencing it? Yes, yes it's old. It's old. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> if I'm making a, re- a knowledgeable reference, then yes. Wait, it so is what old. does Roadhouse have to do with Jeff Healy and his blind guitar playing? Jeff Healy is the Jeff Healy band uh-huh. is the band the house band at the bar uh, that Patrick Swayze okay. goes to clean up. Oh, Patrick, Sw- yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Sam Elliott is in this. See? Oh, wow. oh, things just got yeah, real, got didn't it? Did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Uh, and they do, and Brady, tell me if I'm wrong here. They do a You're lot right. of ass kicking in this movie. Oh yeah, there's a. Uh, what would you put the quote? I know John's the numbers guy, but give me a percentage of ass kicking in this movie. About ninety eight percent. There's ninety eight percent of ass kicking. <laughs> What's well, that corny line? Pain don't hurt. Is that from Roadhouse? Pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling that to a. Is she a doctor or a nurse? She is the hottest, like, doctor nurse. Because <laughs> it's, it's a small town. She is the hottest doctor nurse you'll ever So they say. took doctor some creative nurse. liberties with this movie, is what you're. Are you saying a hot chick can't be a doctor? John and oh, Aren't you a sexist? No, I'm just saying stereotypical. John's mad that nude bikini wear doesn't make man bikinis. He's so angry right so now. so angry. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Oh, now we're starting to see the onions starting to peel. <laughs> uh, what the real dynamic around this show is. 1077 The Franchise, 1079. In Tulsa, USA. USA. Ow, you okay? <laughs> Trent P. Was it? But one of the Tuckers. BJ Tucker. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Out. <laughs> completely out. Can't you hear the words coming out of my mouth? PJ Tucker. Out. 
Yeah. He dropped yesterday. Oh my gosh, that makes the USA super thin, John. What are they going to do? So what are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to watch another guy drop out. What? That's a little more important. Yes. <laughs> There's like 200 million people in this country. They can pick somebody. De'Aaron Fox, who is uh, who is leaving the team to, quote, focus on a playoff run with oh, the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> That's not true. You just made that second. He's no, going no, to focus is... on a playoff run that only uh, people nationally will only get to see once. This is, uh, this is from Chris Haynes. Of uh, Yahoo, my Sports. favorite. Yeah, yeah. You're Chris, my favorite Haynes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sacramento Kings guard De'Aaron Fox will withdraw from Team USA to focus on the upcoming season with goal of making the playoffs. Okay, so I thought you said he was focusing on a playoff run. Well, I, I was I, like, I, which I one? Paraphrased. The 2002 run. <laughs> the 2000. Which, which run is he going to focus on? Because you're right; those are really good games. Yep. <laughs> I would watch him. Pay just a hug of it, right? Didn't they have Kings Day on NBA TV recently? Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, Mike Bibby, right for a time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's easy. I would drop out too. Any of those King, <laughs> any of those Kings games were uh, were they like Buddy Heel dropping like 40 in Chesapeake or something? I don't remember one of those mini games. Yeah, I didn't see. Yes, I did. It was I, the game after Utah last last year that second out of the back-to-back thunder day was tuesday yeah i didn't uh i didn't see what they were showing you didn't partake i actually had the schedule out uh there was the 2012 game one against the heat they pretty much showed all of uh the western conference finals against the spurs yes (laughs) on different years though there there was there was different years the 2016 year there was that daquan cook game that you referenced brady that was on there and then they did two uh they showed two documentaries I believe it was uh, Stephen Adams. I like to fish, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it was. <laughs> Why? Is I like to fish. Is that, is that not the name? I don't know. I like I, to fish. I turned it on for like thirty minutes. And then Madison, uh, did they show the Nick Collison one. They did. Madison and I are in that. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> wait, what? Yes, yeah, we're you're in the background. That? There's like yes. A, I think that was before we worked with each other, though. Like, oh, I didn't know this. Point, oh, there's point five seconds of like a pan in. Where that's enough. That's all I where need. you guys are in. I think I circled. I sent it to somebody. Yeah, we need someone a, send it to me. I want to see it. We need an IMDb profile. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm starting my own. I have. One, I'm mad way. at the Thunder. They didn't like give me a waiver to like. Hey, can we use your likeness for this? Because they know you, and they know so it's it perfectly fine that they use your likeness. So you're fine. Yeah, I have no backbone. What the hell is Team USA going to do? Listen, this is how bad it's gotten. Uh, Serbian coach, and if you want me to pronounce his name, yeah, <laughs> you got the George, wrong Georgievich. Wrong show. He said, <laughs> he said, "What is it? Uh, let Team USA play their basketball, and we'll play our basketball." Team Serbia, by the way, number two in the world behind what's left over. Must crush capitalism. <laughs> uh, if we meet. This is the Serbian coach. Quick, where's Serbia on the on the map? It's in the uh, no that way. It's in. It's like north of Greece. Yeah, what the Baltic the states. Alan Jackson east. song. I don't know the difference between Iraq and Iran. Yeah, like I, <laughs> it is. It is to the left or to the right of us. Is all I can really. Okay, know. if we meet, may God help them. Dor Djokovic or whatever his name is. <laughs> said in the interview for Dang. Serbian National Television, which only has one channel, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the state channel. That's all they need. Um, may God yeah. help them. Dang. For the blood will run into the streets <laughs> as we lay waste to their squad. I mean, I, I have a, a legitimate question here. Okay. okay. Team, Team USA. Yes. The starting five from last night. Okay. Kimball Walker. Celtic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh, that's right. Emerging okay. superstar. Musician. Chris Middleton was an all-star. Oh. Overpaid. Okay. Overpaid. Harrison Barnes. Yikes. 
Overpaid. Okay. Champion? NBA champion? Yeah, yeah champion. Sure. NBA champion. champion. That's right. Uh, Mason Plumley. Know uh, your Plumleys. <laughs> Where does this team finish in the Western Conference over 82 games? <laughs> like the sixth seed? Uh, okay, the only Western Conference experience you have is Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean, Harrison Barnes, whatever. Yeah. But he played on some bad uh, Dallas teams there for a couple of years. Well, if they're led by Kimba Walker, I mean, how many times has he been in the postseason? Once? (laughs) Maybe. Yikes. Maybe. (laughs) So, Um, okay, remember the Dream Team in 1992 in Madison, Brady? I know both of you were both like embryos at the time. (laughs) I wasn't even born. That's, well, okay, so you weren't embryotic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. You were still an afterthought. Uh, But (laughs) the the question was, you know, how how you could split that team into whomever, Mm -hmm. and they would beat whatever, Mm -hmm. right? They were the best team assembled. Yeah. Even the Chris Mullins, and we'll get to him later, Christian Leitner, like if you threw them on a team, they were the best. Now you have a team that would battle for the eighth seed in the West. <laughs> are they still, because it's Team USA, the best? So supposedly they are still the favorite. Now, I mean, I, I'm sure that's getting slimmer and slimmer with every significant. I mean, PJ Tucker is not necessarily a you know roster altering drop. John, it's the logo. <laughs> it's just the logo. He was he was a starter, correct? What PJ Tucker? Yeah, on on Team USA. Yes, maybe for that scrimmage, but you know they busted him. I don't know. I don't know that he would have been a starter. But uh, what Serbia again? The number two team is is yes. the other. And isn't there one other team that that is thought to be like maybe have a competitive group of guys? That is it Spain? Who Ew, by the way, would, Team USA beat Spain last. Night. I would say Spain. Probably Spain. Well, I would say Espana. Because I'm woke. I I would say the Iberian Peninsula. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the margin is is pretty narrow. Narrow? Well, you live in Oklahoma, so you would say it's narrow. I'd say it's pretty narrow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they are not going to go out and thump teams consistently by 30-some-odd points, like we're used to seeing from the Olympics. Uh, Yeah, you're seeing a team that is going to probably find itself in a legitimate fight against... I mean, I just mentioned those two teams. Who knows? Uh, I... I'm just going to throw another. I don't know. Is Egypt? Are they playing? China? Where Japan? is Egypt, John? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a continent somewhere. Will Abdul Nader be the leading scorer for Egypt? Yes. <laughs> he was born in the U.S. I'm sorry, what? Like Bruce Springsteen said, born in the USA. All right. I'm looking up and down Serbia's roster. Uh, no, you're Bogdanovic. Which Bogdanovic is on there? Uh, it's Bog. B O G, Dan. Bogdan. Bogdan. Croatia, I think, yeah. is the... Uh, Bogdan. Croatia is the team with like all the NBA players on it, Yeah, I believe. Uh, Belicia. Yeah. Nemanja Bialica. All right. Uh, Techno Milis. Who? Te- what is this? Uh, Techno? Teodosic. <laughs> Teodosic Milos, right? The guy yeah, from Milos the, Teodosic, yes. From the... Uh, Poor guy always looks depressed. But, but <laughs> it, Milos has got an injury, right? He's not going to play. Yeah, he's, right. he's not playing. Yeah, he's out. All right. He had to get prepared for a playoff run somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but this I mean, this guy thinks that they, they can do some damage. Maybe to the some USA. people just don't want to go to China. Who doesn't want to go to China? Our president's been there a handful of times. <laughs> it looks wonderful. <laughs> they greet him so nicely over there a handful of times. So, Team USA, uh, and it's still a whole other month well, away, right? And, Which, and Serbia has also got Nikola Jokic. I was going to say. Oh, who? Yeah. 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 You remember the MVP dude you were talking about earlier? Third, yeah. third Which one of the MVP? ball kids got arrested in China? Um, Is it Lamelo or Leangelo? Wow, gosh. Who was the youngest one? Who's the youngest one? Uh, Lamelo. Lamelo. Le- Le- Lebron. <laughs> 
La La Michael. La Michael. No, there was a La Michael James. There was La Michael James that played for Oregon, right? Yeah. La Shaquille. La Kobe. Jello. If you have another son, John. La John. La John Ham. La John Ham. So, and and we refer to my son Christian as Lil John. Oh yeah. Uh, so listen, I saw I, once again. Uh, not only do I, you know, stalk Madison on Instagram, but yes. I go through and look at other stuff. And something I saw was Chris Paul and uh, Shea Gilders Alexander working out together, thirst trapping. <laughs> they were both in shorts. That's a hell of a point. Uh, that has to be encouraging for Oklahoma City. And I know, kind of, all of us sort of like look and go, "Well, I mean, it's Chris Paul." Listen, there was no guarantee Chris Paul was going to buy in. On any level, go see Danilo Gallinari. There was the chance that he just wasn't, you know, just going to show up, get his paycheck, and do his business. To see that he's working out with, say, Gildress Alexander, that chills me. The professionalism of Paul George, at Who? least. Who? God, I say it all he's the time. He's just a distant memory now. I know. Of Chris Paul, the... Almost a memory now. <laughs> Blackhawk, 1990s. Go ahead. <laughs> but just the professionalism of Chris Paul. At the bottom level, that's what that is. Sure. This could be him buying in and mentoring and helping Oklahoma City, even if it's just by accident. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I'm, I'm not surprised. I, I'm sure that there's probably the initial shock of, I'm going, I, that's not what I want at this point in, in my career. I have no doubt that Chris Paul, you know, if he had those thoughts, you completely understand. But then, you know, once the reality sort of sinks in, and here's where you're going, and it's not the worst situation. We've rattled off so many teams in this show that could have been far worse destinations for Chris Paul to run off to or, or be shipped off to. Um, so, yeah, but now that, now that that sort of acknowledgement is in place, not surprised at all to see him working with, uh, with some talented guys because, I mean, I'm sure probably Chris Paul's looking at this too, like iron sharpens iron, probably helps him out too. Yeah, Chris has no he has he has no choice. Like he he obviously this isn't where he wants to be, but he has to make the best of this situation and that includes mentoring SGA um because he needs to be good by the Thunder because he knows that they pretty much control um his ultimate destiny in the short term because no, the Thunder don't just want to trade him for the sake of trading Chris Paul. They want it they want it to be a mutually beneficial trade uh for all parties involved. So in order to do that, Chris Paul has to be a good soldier, and uh, mentoring SGA is a part of that. He has no choice, but it is good to see that he's, you know, making the best of it, making the most of it from what we've seen on uh, Instagram. Yeah, and like if Chris Paul is going to be here, he is going to be like, yeah, this is going to be his first time really playing with the Thunder, but he's going to be looked at as a guy who has tons of experience in the NBA. He's automatically stepping into that leadership role by being. Uh, front and center as the main ball handler and so he's going to have to really reach out to these young guys even guys who it's going to be uh, their second year here I mean they're still evolving they're still learning the ways and the ropes and courses of Oklahoma City basketball and so yeah what Brady was saying this might not be exactly the destination that Chris Paul wants to be at but he's just going to have to go all in he's going to have to put all of his marbles in one basket right now because this is his team for however long but, I mean, that's just kind of part of being an NBA basketball player. You're not always going to be in Los Angeles or New York City with all the flashy lights, but you're still part of a team. You're still doing a job, and I think a lot of people are still looking up to you to really lead a team. He is one of the best leaders in the NBA, historically. 
I mean, we're talking historically. He is one of the best leaders in the NBA. And he's, I mean, he's so good and he expects so much out of you that it does get abrasive after a couple of, and, and, you know, he's rubbed people the wrong way uh, in, in every stop. At every stop he's been in, he's had some Hall of Fame type players be upset with him. But I think part of that is because he's so demanding, but he demands a lot of himself. He does. And also, I'll say this too in his defense, maybe he was right you know sort of being rubbing uh Blake Griffin the wrong way DeAndre Jordan James Harden because again I think Chris Paul uh being as cerebral as he is and, and understanding the game the way that he does I'm sure that he had a lot of things that he saw that those guys could have been doing better could have been doing differently and that's where it was coming from it was coming from a I, I believe that was all coming from a point of team success yeah right and uh you know again maybe he wasn't all in the wrong in, in all those uh, confrontations and now that he's Oklahoma City Thunder we definitely have to say that <laughs> <laughs> he stole a flopper you hype it up so I mean and, and Brady and you look at Chris Paul and do you have I think John and I have uh, a sentimental bias because obviously of what Chris Paul uh, and the rookie year and, and everything with Oklahoma City I don't think you have that as much as we do. Uh, do you really? Do you think that he is one of the best leaders in the NBA currently, and maybe historically? Um, it just it depends on your, um, I guess, your definition of leadership. Um, if you if you deem leadership as just like the smartest guy in the room, uh, probably the the mo- the best guy on the ro- in in the room. Um, yeah, Chris Paul is still even at this point in his career, he's still that type of guy. He moves the needle in this league. And whether he's on this team or if he ends up being traded to a playoff contending team, he's going to help put that team over the top just because of what he brings to the table. But, you know, leadership isn't just about that. Leadership is um, understanding your personnel and how to communicate to them and how to read the room and how when to like be forceful, when not to be forceful. And for whatever reason, Chris Paul, and he might have his reasons. Um, there might be some things that we don't know, like with the Clippers, with the Rockets. And, you know, just from the outside looking in with the Rockets, I, I would probably be very frustrated playing with, alongside James Harden, especially if I'm a guy like Chris Paul. But um, for whatever reason, it, it's helped build this reputation about him. But um, he has another opportunity with the Thunder to make the best of it and bring out the best version of himself. And when you're talking about James Harden, remember that is the uh, the guy who's a better scorer than Michael Jordan. So just keep Aww. that in mind. What? I mean, what's the problem with that? He, he is. He just doesn't do everything else like Michael Jordan. Like win championships. Like be Republican. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like they be buy, a staunch defender. They, they buy, buy sneakers yes. too. I think that's not really a quote, but I love the fact that people misquote him on that all the time. I love it. Uh, before we end the show, and I'm almost positive, I'm almost positive this is the last Franchise Thunder Insider show, unless <laughs> next week there's a gap in programming, and then guess what? Kind of like a concert whenever the band goes off and they come back for an encore. We'll do that. <laughs> but I want to leave with a football story. Madison, I sent you something from the mm-hmm. lovely and talented Robert Littell. My favorite. From Black time. Sports Online. Uh, could you please read? Yes. So this is a great headline. IG model shoots her shot at Kyler Murray at Arizona Cardinals preseason game. There are picks and vids. <laughs> wow. And uh, this is cringy, uh, to say the least, because... Uh, yeah. What, what is it? Okay. So she is a big sports fan or just a fan of the color red. <laughs> she, she's a big fan of people that play sports. She is a fan. Uh, she has attended both preseason games okay. of the Arizona Cardinals. Loyal fan. Season Loyal ticket holder. Fan. <laughs> uh, with the recent rise of younger coaches, Sean McBay, more models seem to have taken an interest in the NFL. 
She's also visited the Boston Red Sox, Arizona Coyotes, Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Chicago Bulls. So she, oh, she's a big, big sports fan. Okay. And see, this is why Kyler Murray went to the NFL. This isn't happening at AAA Modesto. See, and you, if you wanted Kyler Murray to stay an extra year, Brady, you're missing out on stuff like that. Come on now. <laughs> 1077 the franchise 1079 in Tulsa guys we'll reconvene we'll replenish uh, we'll be there for media day if we're not back and uh, get this ball rolling meanwhile you're still going to be doing podcast Brady yeah we'll still do OKCA2 um, podcast um, we might take a week or two break of course when there's nothing going on but then also with fo- OU football we do inside OU um, with John Hoover and Rufus Alexander and then uh, John you're going to keep on going with the Thunder stuff for a little bit yeah that is uh, that is a non-stop thing welcome to Loud City at uh, the OKC Dream Team. Going to have a lot of stuff out there. And before we go, a uh, happy, happy birthday. Happy 50th birthday to Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner. Leitner. Oh, man. He's 50. Hey, Dream Teamer, baby. <laughs> All right, Madison, you'll have your minions and route to OSU. Yes. We'll get that going. Thank you, everybody. The producer show next on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa. Remember, remember, today you listen to OKC.